Good morning and welcome to New Hope Hilo, Hawaii. I'm Po Mai and today is going to be a great day. So let's find out what's happening right here at New Hope Hilo. Come and join us for our Wednesday evening service at 6.30, where you can get refreshed during the week and be sure to invite your friends and family and enjoy dinner before service. See you on Wednesday. To sign up for the sports camp, visit the LifeStage Information Center or the Information Center. My relationship with Jesus before Legacy was incomplete because I would follow him and I would go to youth, but I never really took him in and I never really accepted him and followed him. The Lord just opened me up and showed me what I was supposed to do because before I was just going throughout day by day of whatever I wanted to do, but during Legacy it showed me my path that I needed to take and it was to impact others, other youth. If you're a teen or a parent of a teen, it's a great experience that you can go for and have Christ come into your heart and touch you and, and show you what you should do with your life. The leaders are awesome. The environment is just a great place to be and you will not regret it. This summer, our relentless youth ministry will be taking part in not one, but two district camps. Our defined junior high district camp will be taking place in June on the island of Oahu. And in July, we have Legacy, which is our high school district camp taking place right here at New Hope Hilo, Hawaii. And the truth is, it is at these camps that we get to see the lives of young people be changed for all eternity. Did you know that statistically, it is at camps that the Lord speaks to young people to define who they are, to show them who they are, and to also help them build a legacy that leads to a life all for Him. So if you're a parent or if you're a teen, we just want to encourage you, sign up for these amazing district camps. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's insane games and outrageous worship. But more importantly, you get to learn, grow, and fall more in love with Jesus Christ.
For more information, check out your bulletins, visit us at newhopehilo.org, or come visit our information center. You can also download our New Hope app to your smartphone and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube at New Hope Hilo Hawaii. To stay connected, fill out the information card located in your bulletin where you can sign up for our newsletter, prayer requests, or share a praise report. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to stop by the connecting wall. Pastor Sheldon and some of the staff would love to get to know you and your family. Well, that's all that's happening right here at New Hope Hilo. But before we go, Bible joke. Why did Peter deny Jesus three times? Because Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. Just a joke. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. Aloha. So, who are you? I'm a super fun girl. Earlier today, we see our hero in action. Now they need some fun. Why do they call you Super Fun Girl? Oh, me? I just love to have fun. I love parties, I love pink, and I love tutus. I don't think he's having fun. I know how to make your assignment super fun. Well, what happens when no one thinks that you're fun? Why would you say something like that? In a world where people need help, some cry out for justice. Others call upon the help of the Super Duper Squad. Tune in next week as we meet Callow Boy. Now that's going to be great next week, but today, can we just thank them for doing something so cheesily done well? It's just so good. But it does get us thinking about identity because I think every single one of us will go through days like that. Some days we'll be doing well, some days we won't be doing well, but really our identity is not based on how we feel, what we do, or what we go through. Our identity, as, we're, as we've been learning, is in God. God created you and I. We are made in His image. So whatever posters we see, whatever we see on television or in the movies, whatever uh, the world tries to portray as the lifestyle, 
if we're not connected with God, then really it's not the true lifestyle that God has for us. It's not our real identity. In fact, today we're going to talk about getting to know God because the more we get to know God, the more we'll get to know ourselves. And the more we get to know ourselves, the more we'll love ourselves because now we understand who we are in God. And the more we love ourselves, the more we get to love other people. That's the greatest commandment of all. Jesus said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So if we don't even know God, how can we even know us? And if we don't know God and if we don't know us, we won't be able to love God or love ourselves in return loving other people. And that's where our world is at today. How do we love people? Jesus did that so well. He was able to love people. And people were drawn to him because of that love. That's why when people, like this past week, were water baptized, it was Christ who drew them near. And now, because of what Christ has done, lives are transformed. So if you were water baptized last week, can we just congratulate you and just thank you for obeying the Lord? Well done. You know, the Bible helps us to understand why it's important to get to know God. And and if this is your first time being here, we welcome you. I want you to open up your bulletins because there are some notes in there that you can take out. And it will help you to keep track with where we are this morning. In the Bible, in in, uh, the book of Ephesians, we'll get to that. Uh, Paul the Apostle, who understands his identity in God, is giving us why it's important to know God. Because if we don't know God, then we won't know ourselves, and therefore our identity will be made by the world or by pressure from the world. Or we'll mistake our identity for what we do rather than who we are in God. We mistake our identity all the time. Sometimes we mistake other people's identity. Have you ever said hi to someone, you talk story with them, and then when you leave, you figure out, shucks, that was the wrong person. I've done that. Or I've said hi to someone, or someone said hi to me, and I'm wondering, who in the world is that? People will call me, uh, you know, they'll, they'll say, hey, Thomas, how are you doing? I'm thinking, I'm not Thomas, but okay, if I look like them, then fine. I, was, I, I did a wedding this past weekend, and it was on the beach. It was on the Kona side, and it was beautiful uh, when the sun was setting. There was another couple getting married, and, and so we were down the beach some ways, and I did the marriage ceremony, and it was just a, a beautiful wedding day. Well, as I was walking back to my car, uh, the other wedding was finished, and I saw two people there. One was like a wedding planner, and she was just making sure everything was going well for that wedding. And then as I'm leaving, she calls me, and she's like anti-status. You know, she's like, hey, brother, come. What, what is your name? And I said, oh, my name is Sheldon. And she said, you know, I plan a lot of weddings, and, and we are short pastors. We don't have enough pastors to do these weddings. So um, can you do me a favor? I'll give you my number, and can you just text it? Text me your information so that if I need a kahu, if I need a pastor, then uh, I can get in contact with you. And that way, uh, we can serve people. I said, absolutely. So uh, the wedding she was doing with, was with another uh, person, another kahu. So I text her, and I want to show you this text, and she gave me permission. So I said, aloha, Auntie Tutu. You may, you may even know her. Uh, I said, this is Pastor Sheldon Laksina. I met you on the beach performing a wedding. She said, aloha, kahu, ki aloha. Such a pleasure to work with you. Your voice is so beautiful. Lots of love, Auntie Tutu, Stephanie Lindsay. So I said, hi, Auntie, this is Sheldon, but I'm sure ki aloha's voice is wonderful. Love you. <laughs> so, 
So she goes, oh, sorry, I know who you are now. She put, handsome kahu. I was like, hey, I like, I like that. That's cool with that. Plus, she, she never had her glasses on, so it was kind of blurry. And so she said, hey, Kalamai, I will add you to my kahu list. Lots of aloha, Auntie Tutu. I said, oh, you're so sweet, Auntie. But I just thought, you know, they, I mistake. She, was, she thought I was someone else at first. And, and sometimes that happens. We mistake each other for someone else. But sometimes we do that with our, with our own selves. We mistake our own identity. And when we mistake our own identity, then we don't even know who we are. And if we don't know who we are, how in the world will we live the life that God has promised us? we got to get to know God. Otherwise, we won't get to know ourselves. In the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23, it's not in your notes, but I'll read it. Paul the Apostle, he says this, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord, your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him, this same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. That was Paul's prayer that we would come into the knowledge of the wisdom of God, knowing God, getting to know who he is, Because when we know who he is, then we get to know who we are. And when we know who we are, then we'll get to love ourselves. And when we begin to love ourselves, we begin to love others. I had a phone call the other day, and uh, it was from a friend of mine. and, And they were just telling me how grateful they were because of what their a child is going through and some words that were given to their child long ago that I never knew I said. You know when God does something through you, it's, you, can't even, you can't even begin to take credit for it. So her child said, there's something that you said to my child that radically changed their perspective. And you said, every day, look into the mirror and say to yourself, I love you. Every day. And she said, it worked. For my child. Because the context of it wasn't, I love what you do. It's, I love the God. I love what God is doing in you, in who you are. I love the real you. Flaws and all. Because God created me. See, if we can't even love ourselves, how will we love other people? But we won't love ourselves if we don't love God. And for this one person, it was getting to know God. Loving God, 
Therefore, looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I love you. In essence, what we're actually saying is, Lord, how do we, how do we get to know you? How do we get to know you? Not for the sake of so that I can be better or so that I can love others. That's a result of loving God. But getting to know God just for the sake of knowing him in this relationship is key. Because if I don't get to know God, then how will we even know what life is supposed to be about? We'll start drifting into the ways of the world. Paul continues in the book of Philippians. If you, if you want to turn there, Philippians chapter 3. He says in verse 8 some powerful words in getting to know God. He says, yes, everything else is worthless compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. In other words, Paul is saying, you can't count on yourself to be good enough and be declared righteous. Otherwise, you would have to live a perfect life. He says, I, I, I'm not able to do that. I, I rather become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the prize at the end of the race, that heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. See, I think we get so busy in the world, we get, we get so consumed with life itself and distracted that we didn't even know God. We can't even get to know him because we're so busy moving in this world that by the time we pray to God, it's praying for all the things we've been busy with. Lord, help me with this. And, and God hears our prayers. But if you really want to get to know God, then we're going to have to do something that many of us have a hard time doing. And it is called being still. Just being still. From the moment the day begins, many of us already have the day planned out to the hour, to the minute. And so if something comes in, our whole day is messed up because we, we just got messed up with from one thing to the next. And the Bible tells us this in, in Psalms 46.10. And this is, a, this is the a New American Standard Version. It says, cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. In other words, cease from striving means we're trying to strive for what we cannot achieve apart from God. When we get to know God, then we're going to understand that he will, he will be exalted in all, the earth, in, in all the earth. Because he's above everything else. And I think today we can learn how we can come to know God better. Because the more we know God, the less we'll love the world. Not people, but the ways of the world. The more we know God, the less we'll love the ways of the world. And we can get to know God better by learning these three things about God, which in turn will help us 
to know ourselves better. And when we're able to know ourselves better, we're able to love ourselves. And when we're able to love ourselves, we're able to love others. So here's the first thing we can learn from God in getting to know him. Learn God's heart and character. Learn his heart and character. It's, it's like learning everyone's heart or someone's heart that you're getting to know. When you know their heart, you know their character, it's easier to understand them. And when you know God's heart and his character, it's so much easier to get to know him and understand him. And when you learn his heart and his character, you understand him in such a way that when certain things happen in your life, you trust him. Because you know it's for the betterment of your life. And you're, better, you're, you're able to understand when certain things happen in your life that God will never leave you, that he's not going to abandon you. When you're learning something new, it takes time, doesn't it? I mean, when you're learning, like, you buy a new phone, you upgrade your phone, or you upgrade a, a, a computer or some type of uh, tablet. When you upgrade or when you, do some, when you get something new, you have to learn it. And it can be pretty frustrating in the beginning. But the goal of learning it is so that you can know what it does, so that it can help you with what you're trying to accomplish, there's a goal in mind. When you get a brand new television and you got to relearn the remote control, that's like, oh, come on. Just show me how to change channels. That's all I need to know. Or when you, maybe when you buy a new car, there's all the new features on it. There's Bluetooth that can connect to your phone and, and all these, you know, more electronical things. And after a while, you're like, you know, I just want to drive. I don't want to learn all these things and all these buttons. I just like sunroof. Open, close. That's all I want to do. I don't want to learn anything new. And sometimes it's so complicated that we just bail out. But if you have a goal in mind, you make the effort to learn it. And the same is true with God. Getting to know God takes effort. But there's a goal in mind. When we're getting to know God. Galatians 4 verses 8 and 9. It says, Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? Yeah, you know what Paul the Apostle is saying? He's saying there's a goal in mind when we're getting to know God. It's not about trying to figure him out. It's just getting to know him because the end result is being in this relationship. No longer being enslaved by our past or by our mistakes or by the old ways. It's saying, no, I'm learning a new way to live. So i got to get to know God. Otherwise, I devalue my life. Because when I get to know God, and when you get to know God's heart and character, you value life that much more. And when we get to know God's heart and character, the value of our life skyrockets. Because our value is in Him. Our identity is in Him. That's why we come to Him honestly. We begin to understand our reliance upon Him. We get to know His Word. We become interested in what interests Him. We begin to hurt with what hurts Him. Because we're getting to know Him. Observe his characteristic qualities. Observe his ways. When you read the Bible, don't just read and just to read. Understand his heart and his character. Because then we'll understand ourselves better. Accept his invitation to follow his ways more often. Because then we'll get to know his heart and character. 
And when you're able to get to know God better, the more you'll understand who you are. And you'll get to know yourself better. And when we get to know ourselves better, we get to love ourselves better. And when we love ourselves, we get to love others. And that's where we want to get to in our world, in our families, in our workplaces. I mean, every day is going to be different at work. Some days some people are going to do well. Some days they're not going to be doing so well. But God never changes. So when we get to know his heart and character, we get to learn how we can be. Because we want to model after God, don't we? Yeah, we, we, we want to represent him well because we're his followers. So get to know his heart and character. The second thing is get to know God's ways. Like just the, the way he does things. Just, just the, the simple things that God does. I mean, simple for him might be difficult for us, but just with how God created, how God loves us, how God sent us his one and only son. Why does he do these things? Get to know his ways and why he does certain things. And as you read the Bible and get to know his word, we're going to understand that he never changes. He never changes. I'm so glad that God doesn't change. So instead of us saying to God, you adjust to my ways, we should be saying, Lord, help me to adjust to your ways. Lord, don't bless what I'm doing. Help me to do what you're blessing. Because whatever you're blessing, that's where I want to be. Some of us are, are trying so hard to make things work that God is saying, but that's not what I'm blessing. I'm blessing here. I'm blessing you in this way. But you're trying to do it apart from me. My ways are higher than your ways. You may not understand what I'm doing right now, but you got to trust me. Trust my ways. Yeah, it's hard to ask for forgiveness, but I'm telling you, that's what I'm blessing. I'm blessing you here. Yeah, it's hard to give to me, but that's where I'm blessing. I'm not blessing you here. I'm blessing you here. Yeah, it's hard to serve me because of time and whatever else, but this is where I'm blessing. And when we're able to understand God's ways, the more we'll get to know God. Otherwise, we get caught up in our own selfish ways. We start to murmur with one another. And God is saying, I'm not blessing that. This is what I'm blessing. May our prayers be, Lord, help us to do exactly what you're blessing. Otherwise, what we're saying is, God, I want you to change to my ways. I, I love this story of the, the captain who, who in the distance, as he's, he's in the Navy and he's, he's commanding this ship, he's heading into deep fog and straight ahead he sees a faint light. And so he radials over and he says, uh, this is Captain Smith. I command you to change your course 10 degrees south. And right away over the radio, he hears, uh, uh, Captain, Captain, sir, this is, this is, this is Private Thomas. Uh, could you, with all due respect, sir, uh, can you alter your course 10 degrees north? Well, the captain is furious. He's saying, hold on, no, you don't tell me what to do. Listen, Private, this is Captain, Captain Smith. I command you to alter your course 10 degrees south. I am a battleship. And he hears over, oh, Captain, uh, so sorry. With all due respect, again, this is Private Thomas. Uh, I would ask that you alter your course 10 degrees north. I am a lighthouse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, God says, no, you adjust to me. I never change. Don't try to alter me to you. 
because you will always change. But you alter to me because I am the light that never alters. I am the light that guides you. I never alter. I am the light that will guide you to the best life possible. I will never change because I know the best life for you. And when we understand God's ways, then we understand he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as you and I continue to adjust to him, not the other way around, then we're going to be able to dodge that which would get us on the rocks otherwise. But if we say, God, no, you change to us, we'll hit the rocks all the time. But his light guides us. Titus 1, verses 15 through 16, verses 15 and 16, it says this, To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But even their mind and conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. See, when you and I don't know God, we deny him and his words, resulting in disqualifying ourselves. And you know what is not so good about that is, as a husband, I mean, as husbands, we want to do well. We really want to do well. But if I don't get to know God, I won't know what it's like to be a good husband. I, I, I won't know what it means to be a good husband because I don't know God. I, I won't know what it's like to be a good father because I don't know my heavenly father. So I got to get to know him. Otherwise, I'm going to live a life by myself. I'm not going to follow his ways. Or, or maybe even as a wife or as a mother. When you get to know God, then you, you learn his ways. And then from there, we get to pour out into every other relationship. Did you know that every single one of our relationships, the success of them, are a result of our relationship with God? If you want a successful relationship, start with God first. If you want a successful marriage, start with God first. Listen, God will do a much better job on your spouse in those changes than you and I would ever hope for. You know how we try to change each other? God says, let me do that. But you got to get out of the way. you got to learn my ways. Don't try to force things on people. You pray for them. Now, sometimes you pray for them in front of them, and that's kind of sarcastic. It's like, oh, I'll go pray for you right now. Lord, cast these demons out. And we're right in the middle of a conversation. But God is saying, no, you, you want the very best for them, so you pray for them. If you're trying to change your spouse or trying to change your children, trying to change your grandchildren or manipulate things, go back to God. Use that energy to pray for them. You can't change a single person on the face of this planet. You're not the heart surgeon. God is. And he does the greatest job. And when he begins to change hearts, we can't even take credit for that. We're not that good. But he is. That's why we get to learn his ways, the full knowledge of God, don't disqualify yourselves, no matter where you are. Let's become who God made us to be and who we're created to be. Don't just go through the motions of being a father or a mother or a grandparent, an aunt or an uncle, a student in school or in the workplace, wherever you may be. Don't just go through the motions. Really get to know God and his ways. Because then the decisions that come out will be more of what God would do, what kind of decisions he would make, what would Christ do. And then people see that, 
And it's a different kind of mentality. It's not that of the world. It's that of the kingdom. And that only happens when we get to know God's ways. Philippians 3.10 says, For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in that same way Come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts other, over believers, that, and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit, into his likeness, even to his death, in the hope. See, if you and I begin to understand his ways, then we are progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, as well as being continually transformed. That's what we want. We want a transformed life. Not a modified behavioral pattern. We want a transformed life. And when you're able to know God better, transformation happens. And when transformation happens, we begin to know ourselves better. You want to look in the mirror and be able to say, I like this person today. Because when you begin to like what you're doing, and who you're becoming, you're able to love yourself. It's hard to look in the mirror and say, I love you, when you just did something that you know is not right with God. But when you get to know his ways, we're able to look at ourselves in the mirror, ask God for forgiveness, he cleanses us, then we're able to say, I'm going to learn from that because I love you. I love who you're becoming. You may not love who you are today, but love who God is making you to be because it's that process. It's that life that is being transformed. And then the last thing, this one is very important, learn the names of God. We just listed there just the different names of God. And the reason why we put that is so that you can understand who he is. Now, we'll just sum it up as God, all-encompassing, present everywhere, omnipresent, omniscient, all-knowing. That he's, he's able to see what we have yet to learn. So because of that, because he's all-knowing, we're able to now tap into that power and trust him in who he's making us to be. Just think of the names we call people. Like, Many of us, we don't, people don't even call us by our real name. I have a friend named Boo Boo. That's not his real name. His parents didn't name him that at birth or the birth certificate. I have another friend named Tiny. He's a big guy. Who knew? <laughs> Mother friend Little. Big guy. But we, we, we don't name ourselves according to negative things per se. We want to call each other by good things. Like we say to our children or grandchildren, we'll call them sweetheart. Or you'll say, come here, sweetie. You know, some of us here in Hawaii, we call them babe, right? We, we call our, like when we see little kids, come here, baby. Come here, babe. We, we, we say these things to them because we're, we're, trying, to, we're trying to show this, this love towards other people. Or we say, come here, baby girl. Come here, baby girl. Come here, baby. We'll say those things. Oh, I saw this, this guy at, a, at the gas station. So easy to talk story. When you say, hey, how's it, brother? We just do that here in Hawaii. And when you say that, it's like an, a quick 
relationship building time. It's just, we say these things, we use certain names or uncle or auntie as a sign of respect because it just brings people together. And when we know the names of God, it brings us closer to him because we get to know his character and who he is. I want you to just take that list and just kind of look through it because that's who God is. John 17, verse 3, Jesus is praying this prayer. And he says this in his prayer. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Yeah, when you, when you have eternal life, you have hope far beyond the grave. Far beyond the grave, because we have eternal life. But when you know you have eternal life, you have hope long before the grave because you know you have eternal life. 1 John 4, 8 tells us, He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. See, as we get to know God, we're actually getting to know what love really looks like and sounds like. And if you want to develop a deep love for people, for your family, get to know God better. See, you have a better future with God than with your past. So get to know God more than you're trying to know your past in the sense of our mistakes. It's good to know our history, our family, and our lineage, or our, our heritage. It's good to know that, but not, not so much to the point of we're just hanging on to the negative things that have happened to us. Get to know God better. God has a, a far better future for you and I that we had with our past. So get to know God so that you and I can know our true identity with God for our future. And when we get to know God better, we'll get to know ourselves better. And when we get to know ourselves better, then we get to love ourselves. And when we love ourselves, we'll be able to love others. As Christ said himself, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Next week, we're going to be talking about this thing called performance and pressure. That sometimes we try to perform because we don't know our identity, because we have pressure. But when we love God, really there's no pressure at all. It's just trying to live a life that God is continuously building us up for success in Him and the identity that is given to us. I pray that today, we would always remember that our identity is in the Lord. He gives us that identity, but we got to get to know God. Learn his heart and his character. Get to know his ways and get to know his name. Get to know who he is. And the more we get to know God, the better off we'll be. Amen. I'm going to call out the worship team and, and bow your heads with me as we pray. You know, there's some of us this morning that maybe. Maybe God is, is a, it's that transformed life. Maybe he's doing something that, that may be difficult right now, or, or maybe it's a great season, but, but maybe God is showing all of us that, yeah, our identity is, is, is in him, but maybe it's just getting to know him better. And that's where we are today. Maybe for some of you, you don't know God yet. Maybe you're coming to know him. You've never accepted him as your, your God, your, your Lord, your Savior. 
And maybe today is your day to say, God, I'm going to give you my all. I'm going to surrender my life to you. I want to say a prayer with you. And in this prayer, really what you're saying is, I want to give my all to you. I want to, I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior. And it's a simple prayer. It's a prayer that signifies your life in God now, that it's no longer your life that you're going to live. You're going to learn his ways. You're going to learn his heart and his character. You're going to get to know his names and who he is. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, that's me. And if that's you, as we pray, maybe right now you just want to say, I, I want to acknowledge that. I want to acknowledge that that's me. And if you want to receive Jesus this morning with every head bowed and eyes closed, would you just lift a hand? And we'll pray together. You don't have to stand or anything. You're just acknowledging, I want, I want Jesus in my life today. Go ahead, just lift a hand and you're saying, I, I want to accept Christ today. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to make that decision today. Okay, God sees your hand. Anybody else, you're saying, I want him in my life today. Yeah, God sees you right there, back there. Yeah, he sees you back there. Yeah. You're just saying to him, I, I want to accept you. Yeah, you can put your hands down. I think all of us can pray this prayer together as... As we pray to God, it's, it's really simple. It's knowing who he is. Would you pray with me, especially for those who are saying yes to Jesus for the first time. Let's pray this together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I want to get to know you as my Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross and you rose from the grave to give me eternal life. I trust you in being my God. I pray this in your mighty name. Lord, that's our prayer this morning. We thank you so much for the privilege of being in your presence, especially for this thing called salvation, that you continue to build us up to become the people you see us to be. And for those who said yes to Jesus at the end of service, please see an usher. They're going to have a yes packet. It's a Bible with some reading material. It'll help you with your new walk with Christ. And Lord, that's our prayer today. May this day be the best day of our lives because of who you are. You are able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could possibly ever imagine or dream. We pray this in your precious name. And we all said Amen. Would you stand with us this morning as we conclude? God is able. Amen. Have a wonderful day, everyone. God bless you all.